Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tailteller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing today? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, I think the good news is things are starting to thaw out in Central Virginia. Oh yeah, we can see some grass again, and uh, this is the longest time I can remember, you know, being here that we've still had snow on the ground from one snowstorm, so... <laughs> yeah and you know so i mean your your temperatures are creeping up you're going to get some rain which is going to help to kind of warm things up and so i would imagine that means musky fishermen are going to get happy because the water is going to bump up a little bit and get a little off color and uh, that little bump in temperature is going to make it a little bit more interesting to go out and fish for trout yeah for sure you don't have to worry as much about everything being frozen over uh, i do know there was a couple of local streams that did freeze over from all the uh, you know twenty degree nights that we had, and then highs never broke freezing in the mountains. So uh, that's uh, it's nice to kind of think that spring is around the corner, and we are through January, which is usually um, hit or miss month, at least for for me. Unless all you care about is you know fishing for stock trout. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. You know, I got the pre spawn bass and all this stuff right around the corner, and like you said, this pick up this week in terms of temperature and and water flow um should help pretty much everything kind of increase um it's not gonna i think that's the thing you know when people hear me say fishing is going to be better i'm not talking about like june better you know for trout or um these actual warm some summer days or spring days where you've got bug activity and all this stuff um it's just better than it's been you know um the past month Maybe, maybe not too, but, um, you will start seeing some bug activity on the trout streams, little black stone flies. And, um, that's always pretty popular this time of the year is, uh, fishing darker colored patterns, um, like stone flies or even midges, that sort of stuff. Um, and then as, as you said as well, uh, musky stuff that'll pick back up. The fish won't freak out quite as much in the lower water and a little more apt to eat. Same thing with smallmouth, you know? You get a couple of days of warm weather and, um, you know, I, I always think and tell us to people like when you've got, even in your own house, there are certain rooms that heat up, maybe it's one or two degrees more. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go to those rooms and set up recliners and that's the room that we want to stay in the winter, even though it's only one degree warmer, you know, maybe that's where the heater comes in and fish are the same way. You know, if, if the water temperatures spike up one or two degrees more, and you find a spot that is one or two degrees warmer, you know, they'll move into those and they'll stack up and just chill out. So, um, it's worth it going out. You know, you learn a lot through the winter, I think. Yeah. So, you know, probably the moral of the story is in the near future is, you know, it's a late bite window, probably 10 to four, 11 to four, um, you know, probably smart to fish low elevation stuff until it warms up a little bit more. And to your point, you know, look for those warmer spots. So either places where sunlight's on the water a lot, or, you know, maybe if you know there's a spring that you see in the summertime, that water's going to be a little bit warmer, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and that's true of any fishery that you're at, you know, it's not just brook trout streams. Um, you know, if you've got a little pond in your backyard that has crappy in it or bluegill or little bass, all that stuff. Um, it, it's true of every type of fish or even creature you know <laughs> yeah and i mean you know and again and the other thing that's always true is to low and slow this time of year right yep yeah and i think one of the things that 
that's often overlooked um, is just fishing like streamer patterns as well. Um, not always focusing on what's hatching because there are days where there's not much hatching. And if a fish is going to move for something, they're going to want to move on a bigger source of protein. You know, if, if something's going to get them to waste some energy or to expend calories, then it has to be worth it. Um, there's always exceptions to that, but um, so that, that's one thing as well, not to uh, overlook as we get into some of this uh, wintertime temps. Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually a great segue into our listener question this time around. And uh question is basically looking for good spots to streamer fish over the next couple months. Ah, okay. Well, it's like I knew what the question was going to be or something. <laughs> Could have happened. Uh, yeah, I, I think that um, when people are thinking about streamer fishing in my neck of the woods, which is Central Virginia, um, they think that it's like this always is super active, you know, you're casting at the bank and retrieving stuff back. And, and it's like this, uh, YouTube perspective of what streamer fishing is like super high pace. And, and it's, streamer fishing is not always like that. Um, when you look at like anglers as a whole and you look at conventional anglers or you look at, um, guys throwing bait, people will throw minnows in any puddle that exists and they'll pull fish out so streamer fishing is not something that's just to be like thought of oh that's only for bigger rivers um anywhere you go if there's a fish in that river that big fish will eat a smaller fish or even you know a 10 inch brook trout will eat uh, a one inch fish there's a pattern that we use a lot uh, around here and i mean it's basically just a woolly bugger right but um, people give me flack on that sometimes, but we, we just call it like the gulp minnow. Um, it's like a little one inch bugger. That's just like the tail end is marabou front half is like, um, dubbing essentially. And, you know, we've caught so many brook trout on those and in, in our little mountains here. Um, so, you know, in terms of like where are good spots to go, basically this is the time where I think streamer fishing starts picking up a good bit because, um, couple things will happen one is like i said earlier you don't have as much insect activity and fish are looking for uh, a higher caloric intake like if, if a big huge slab of meat is floating down into their face you know they're not going to pass that up as frequently as they might a smaller size 18 may fly them for something um so I, I think the trick that people just need to understand is that when we're talking about streamer fishing sometimes that's just straight up dead drifting a streamer, um, you know, on, on certain rivers, um, particularly some of like the tailwaters that are here local, um, there will be like a shad kill that happens when you get, uh, colder water. And, uh, so then all those fish end up going down the river, just bait, essentially shad that are dead. Uh, and so you can throw like a murdered minnow or a clouser, like stuff that's not typically thought of for, for trout fishing, um, and just dead drift it and, catch fish because that's what all the natural uh fish are feeding on it's just dead bait fish floating down the river and you'll see that you know when, when something like that is happening yeah it's very clear that that's happening um but another thing too is like streamer fishing doesn't always have to be super fast paced um there's a, a local lake that's like it's uh, 10 minutes from from downtown um and one of the ways that i've caught a lot of fish there is just taking a streamer, um, 
casting it out to the to the lake off the dam side and just inch by inch like super slow moving that streamer and i've caught a lot of fish even in the dead of winter doing that but it's just way slower than what you typically would get in like a summer bite where it's all this reaction focused you know having this thing just flying across a fish's face um so yeah i mean really anywhere that you fish you can fish streamers um it's just a lot of it boils down to presentation so if you're fishing stock trout waters, then it's just maybe you downsize what that streamer looks like and you fish it a lot slower. Um, or maybe, you know, you're fishing for smallmouth on the James in the winter and it's same thing, just picking stuff across the bottom. Uh, and as the expression is, and I think we said earlier, it's just low and slow, you know, um, through the winter time. It's just fishing stuff as deep as you can in the water column kind of keeping that fly down in the zone where the fish actually are uh and then just trying to get it to move slowly because when a fish is nearly frozen they're not going to be flying around the stream all day um they're going to move pretty lethargically um so yeah those are the things i tell you to keep in mind um in terms of places i really honestly anywhere you fish uh, i would be more than willing to fish a streamer there yeah, and I would say, too, this time of year, uh, to your point, is a great time uh, to jig streamers. So maybe tie some of your favorite favorite streamer patterns on jig hooks, um, and that and you can fish them slow, and you also get to kind of move them up and down through the water column so you can kind of figure out where the fish really, really want to eat. That I've caught so many fish doing that. Like, um, I mean, a lot of people know, but, like, I, I grew up in um, – Waynesboro and I had the South River in my backyard um, before it was what it is um, now. Like it's, I think, better now than what it ever was. But that was one of the ways that it caught a ton of fish, which just a small sculpin style streamer, uh, maybe like an inch and a half, two inches. It was like a slump buster, is what it was. Um, slump buster or uh, Moto's minnow, just like gray and white or natural pine squirrel on a jig hook. And as heavy as you can get it and just bounce it across the bottom. Um, and that is still one of my like go-to ways. I feel like I'm sharing my deep secrets now, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, way I've caught a lot of fish on, on the different places that I've been, which, I mean, if you're in Virginia, it's the places that like everybody fishes, um, the Jackson, the, the Smith, the South, like all that stuff is stuff that, you know, we fished. I've grown up fishing and still fish to this day. Um, so yeah, I, I'd encourage people give it a go because, um, like these patterns, Moto's minnow, uh, I was called the slump sculpin, but it, it's a slump buster and, um, that sort of stuff, man, it, it just looks like bait fish or it looks like just a creature moving. And then like you said, jigging it through the water column. I mean, that, that drives fish mad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can drop them in the comments of our social media posts or DM us on Facebook or Instagram. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we were entering a drawing for some cool stuff from the shop at the end of 2022. And, uh, Ethan, before I let you hop, you want to let folks know store location and hours and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, of course. We're in uh, 924 Main Street in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, so a lot to do on, uh, in downtown, it's a cool place. So if you're ever in our neck of the woods, feel free to stop by. I'm there pretty much every day. 
Um, the only day we're closed is Sunday. And then, of course, if you can't make it, we do have pretty much all of our products online at tailcolorsva.com. Um, if you have a question that you want to send straight to me, you can do that, you know, call a shop or send us an email or Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, I manage all that. So, yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, well, there you go. And, you know, folks, um, if you're a hardy soul, you might want to take uh, take advantage of this warm-up in the next few days to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.